In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The forty days of the corporal presence of the risen Lord among his disciples have to come to an end. And that's why in the liturgy for this day, there is this moment when the Paschal candle, present here since the vigil of the resurrection of the Lord, in order to signify his presence among us is extinguished. The Lord has to leave. But how much His departure makes us sad. The apostles themselves were saddened when our Lord announced His departure. And it's normal. It is the Effect of love, which wants the presence of the beloved one, and suffers from his absence. I even know one pious person who said that if she could choose a color for this time of the ascension, she would choose purple in order to signify her grief, her sadness because of the departure of the Lord. But yet, if the departure of the Lord makes us sad, nevertheless, He tells us to rejoice. Yes, His ascension into heaven must be for us a day of celebration, of joy, and not of tears. But in order to understand this paradox of the joy of his departure, we need a key, a spiritual key that will allow us to understand the whole mystery of the Lord's ascension. And here, I would like to ask for all your attention. The Lord Jesus Christ says in the Holy Gospel, Exivi a patren, erveni in mundum. Iterum relinquo mundum ervado ar patren. I came forth from the Father and entered the world. And now I leave the world and I go to the Father. My brethren, this is the key to the mystery. Behold the divine words we shall meditate today. Exivi a patren, erveni in mundum. Here the Lord teaches us two things. The first one is His eternal birth. And the second one, His incarnation. 
in time. Exivi a patron. The Lord came forth from the Father, and by these words it is revealed to us the mystery of his most profound identity. The apostles, they believed that Jesus was sent by God, but they did not know very well that he came out from God. They began to understand this truth through these last teachings of our Lord. So the Lord came forth from God, but not like the other creatures. And here we touch the cornerstone of our Christian faith. He comes forth from God, but not by the way of creation, like everything else, but by generation, genitum non factum. He was not made out of nothing, but he is begotten from the very substance of God, and this from all eternity. He is the Son who has the same nature as the Father, consubstantial in patri. He is God, because He is born of God, in a spiritual and a divine way. The Son is the wisdom of the Father, His almighty Word, through whom He created all things, in heaven and on earth. Perquen omnia facta sunt. Qui propter nos homines, et propter nostran salutem, descendit de celis. And it is this, my brethren, the second truth that the Lord teaches us. He came down from heaven the eternal Son of God became a man, and that's Him, Jesus Christ. Veni in mundum. Yes, He came into the world when He became one of us. When He deigned to be born of one of His creatures, the blessed above all, the Virgin Mary. But here we have it to understand well. Although it is said that the Lord came into the world, it does not mean that He was not present in the world before. Long before becoming a man, the Lord was already present in this world as God. Because the presence of the Most Holy Trinity fills heaven and earth. So if it's said that He comes into the world, we have to understand that in a new way. Coming into the world for Him means becoming a man.
even in taking flesh, even in becoming a man, the Lord has never left heaven. Never. Yes, he assumed a true humanity and he dwelt among us. But he never left the bosom of the Father where he remains eternally. So he became a man here on earth, remaining God in the highest. What a great mystery. And we know, it was not for His own sake that He came down from heaven, but for our salvation. Propter nostrum salutem. And it is also for us that today He ascends into heaven. Because in His divinity, Jesus Christ never departed from His Father. But it is in His humanity that Jesus can get closer to Him. So the ascension of Christ into heaven, the ascension of His humanity to the heavenly glory concerns us all. Because it is as a man that He ascends, as one of our race, our leader, the head of the body which is the church, of which we are all members. We could even say that it is really one of us who is placed there at the right hand of God in heaven. Because in Christ, it is our own nature, it is our own humanity, that is glorified. And that's why we should rejoice at the ascension of Christ into heaven. Because our nature, that had once been expelled from paradise after the sin of our first parents, this nature is now in Christ, raised to the highest heaven. And that's why we should rejoice at the ascension of Christ into heaven. Because this is the consummation of the work of redemption. The complete victory of Christ. Behold the humanity completely healed and glorified by Him. But all of this happens in a certain order. First of all, the humanity of Christ Himself. And then, in due time, the humanity of all those who belong to Him. Jesus Christ, our Head, He is already in heaven. And we, members of His body, we are called to follow Him. And that's why we should rejoice at the ascension of Christ into heaven. He went before us 
to open the way. So there is no reason whatsoever to be sad because of our Lord's ascension into heaven. If we say that He left the world to go to the Father, it only concerns the sensible presence of His body. But He did not abandon us. Let us not forget the promise the Lord made before ascending into heaven. I am with you always until the end of time. I am with you always until the end of time. Yes, He ascends to the Father, but He still remains with us. In another manner, it's true, invisible, but real. The Lord remains with us in the Blessed Sacrament, in all the tabernacles of the face of the earth. So let that little lamp burning in the sanctuary be our consolation for the Lord's ascension into heaven. He is still with us. But if He hides Himself to our eyes here below, it is only to raise our hearts from the realities of this world to the realities of the world to come, from the things of this earth to the things of heaven above. Because we were made, we were born for heaven. So my dear brethren, let us raise our eyes to heaven because it is there our true homeland. Because it is there that we will finally meet the Lord. And we'll be able to see Him face to face. We will then contemplate His holy humanity by which He saved us. But furthermore, through His humanity, we will be admitted to the vision of His eternal divinity, which shall be the whole essence of our happiness in heaven, unto the ages of ages, world without end. Per omnia secula seculor. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.